Hey, welcome to Simone J. I'm Sydney. I'm Shu. And today we're talking to you about hypnotism. On the count of three, you will feel very sleepy. Is that how it works? Yeah. <laughs> Is that what you do? Something like that. Uh, what's up with hypnotism? You know, what is up with it? How do you feel about it? I mean, I think it works for some people. Okay. I saw an episode of Nip Tuck one time where they, uh, the patient insisted on using hypnotism instead of anesthesia for uh-huh. plastic surgery. Do you remember that show, Nip Tuck? I do remember that show. That show was bananas. I loved it. Me too. Um, but anyways, I, I worked at a doctor's office at the time and I excitedly went in. I was young. Mm-hmm. I was like 19. Just a young buck. <laughs> um, but I went to my office and I went up to my doctor and I was like, can you use hypnotism as anesthesia? And he was like, no. no. What the fuck? Um, but I thought that would be cool. But uh, there are uh, applications of it where people use it for like minor surgeries and stuff. Oh, really? Yeah. But mm. they say it's it, like it might be a placebo effect. But I, as yes. we say, a, the placebo effect is an effect nonetheless. That's right. So um, give me that placebo, baby. Yeah. And they liken it to to like meditation where you're altering the I, state of consciousness. I did see that. Um, okay. So hypnotism is uh, it's a state of consciousness that involves focused attention reduced peripheral awareness and enhanced capacity to respond to suggestion. Um, So like mainly heightened focus and concentration. And then like the person who's hypnotized will only respond to the hypnotizer and they respond in an uncritical automatic uh, fashion. And it can involve dissociation, detachment, suggestibility, and possibly age regression. But it almost does seem like it's kind of a meditative state. It's like a weird altering of the way your mind is working. Yeah. Well, I read that it was, it's been around for thousands of years. Mm-hmm. And that in many cultures and religions, it is considered a form of meditation. So before it was like called hypnotism. It's just like... A guided meditation sort of deal. Yeah. So, oh, I have a fun fact here. Oh, lay it on me. Oh, wait, no, we're not ready for it. Okay. (laughs) You tease, you little minx. Sorry. (laughs) We'll get to it when I want to. When you're good and ready, then you'll give me that, oh, hot fact. Hachimachi. Okay, well, should we talk about the history of hypnotism? Yeah, let's talk about it. Okay, what do I have here? It's been around for thousands of years, but in the late 18th century, um, it was made popular by Franz Mesmer. Which is where the term mesmerizing comes from. Yes, and uh, here's my fun fact. Hypnotism used to be known as mesmerism. Oh, okay. Yes, Um, and Mesmer believed that so he had a little bit of a different take on it. Okay. Than we do now. Um, he believed that hypnotism was a mystical force that flows from the hypnotist to the person being hypnotized. Um, but his critics said, bullshit, magic's not real. Fair. So eventually um, the use of hypnot- hypnotism was brought into the medical field. Okay. By... Surgeons and physicians. 
And they like kind of kicked Mesmer out of their club. They were like, get out of here with your, what did he say it was? He, there was like this mystical force or this like animal uh-huh. magnetism. And they were like, okay, you're a little bit too woo woo. Like, yes. get out of our club. You're making us look bad. Yeah. So I read that he like went back to wherever he was from and was like, fuck you guys. I'm going to continue doing mesmerism on my own mm-hmm. and like, fuck you. Yeah. How'd it work out? Um, good, I guess. I mean, we, we know his name. We say mesmerizing all the time. Yeah. So. Um, so then this guy, James Braid, came around. Mm-hmm. And he was a researcher, um, and he helped reveal the biological and physical benefits of hypnosis. Oh. Um, he found similarities between his own practice of hypnotism and various forms of Hindu yoga meditation. He was okay. Like, Interesting. We're kind of doing the same thing. Um, And he said that he also found uh, similarities with other ancient spiritual practices, especially those involving voluntary burial. Oh, yeah. What the fuck is that? (laughs) And um, apparent human, human hibernation. I mean, I just call that depressive episodes when I myself do it. If I stop eating or drinking or moving, um, I think I'm going to start calling it hibernating because uh, that puts a better spin on it. Because yeah. like people get worried where you're like, I'm depressed. But if you're all, no, dog, I'm just hibernating. It's my, you know, spiritual hibernation. It just happens for six months to I'm a year. Just getting my baby bear on. <laughs> Who's been sleeping in my bed? Me. Oh. 16 hours a day. Woo. Meditation, <laughs> hypnosis. <laughs> um, yeah, so he was like, wow, this is really cool. Like, we're all doing it. And here's another fun fact. Lay it he on had me. <laughs> James Braid had the craziest 18th century comb over. What? Like, how did it start at his ear and go all the... You know, some comb-overs start low. Yeah. Um, No, it actually wasn't that crazy. I just thought it was really funny because on the Wikipedia page, they have a little picture of him, and it's, like, just a total comb-over. And I just started thinking about, like, in the 18th century, it was probably really weird to just, like, shave your head and be bald. They may and, not have had great racers back then. You had to go to a barber yeah, and have them do that blade. Couldn't even do it. So it just like had comb overs. <laughs> oh, look. I want to know look. the history of comb overs. It made me laugh. I love it. I love it so much. Maybe we'll make him the image for this episode. I would love that. Send it to me so I don't forget. Because sometimes okay. I'll post the episode and the image and then I'll listen to the episode and I'll go, oh, I said that I was going to do this and I didn't. And now it's too late. Yeah. I think we kind of do that a lot. Like a lot. Um, <laughs> but it's part of our charm. It is. I also don't edit the show for content because it's just like you hanging out. Like, I feel like we're all hanging out together. I yeah. like listening to podcasts where I'm like, I'm just hanging out with my friends. So I don't edit the show for content. I just add the music in and out. And then I listen to it after it posts with the rest of you. Like sometimes (laughs) listeners are ahead of me on it and they'll start texting me with questions. And I'm like, I'm not there yet. I've had that happen. I'm like, I don't know because I haven't listened to it (laughs) yet. And I don't remember 
anything I said. Yeah. I'm like, uh, there's a new last podcast out. So I got to listen to that and then I'll get around to Simone Shea. Come on. Dude, I got to listen to my boyfriends first. I do that too. But I do like to listen to Simone Shea at work. And then I laugh at everything we laugh about yeah. on the episode. <laughs> like a fucking nerd. I love it. It's so meta. You know what they say, do what you love and you'll never work a day in your life. That's right. And I love my own voice. Woo, woo. Actually, I don't. I was telling Sydney earlier how I sound like, I sound like what B. Arthur looks like. Which is not true, but I love that she thinks Which that. Which I feel like is unfeminine. And you know what? No diss at B. Arthur. Um, it's just something that everyone they they put it on her and I'm going with it. Uh I mean, I had a listener message me that uh they think that you are adorable and hilarious. So, oh, thank yeah. you. Yeah, she's a handsome woman. She's a handsome woman. And I feel woman. like that's my voice. It's handsome. You have a handsome voice. It's like a boy. Oh. I don't know what my voice is like. It's great. Thanks. I like it. I I mean, I'm I I'm somewhere between Lisa Simpson and a real housewife. <laughs> Is really what I think is happening, but I'm not certain. Uh, nice. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Anyways. Anyways, maybe I can uh, get hypnotized and they can tell me that I love my voice and it'll be great. And then they'll, yeah, they'll snap their fingers and you'll be like, I love my voice. <laughs> I'm a beautiful angel. I don't know why I just got so much deeper and I love it. <laughs> um. Because that is something you can do with hypnotism, right? You can change your outlook on things. Change your outlooks. um, Get rid of bad habits. Mm -hmm. Like I've heard of people getting hypnotized to quit smoking or decrease their drinking. Um, So I listened to a really good episode of Science Versus. Oh, Um, I like that show. It's so good. Uh, sometimes her voice is so good. I for I'm like I just I I'm not listening to what she's saying, and I have to back it up and be like, okay, same because the host is Australian and she just has a great voice. Yeah, she's great. Listen to that. Um, but on the episode about hypnotism, uh, what it came down to basically was like, if you're going to get hypnotized, you have to number one want to get hypnotized, mm-hmm. and number two, you have to want to do the thing that they're telling you to do. So they did a bunch of studies where like they would tell people to do like she went to this one uh, like adult hypnotist who does a show in Vegas and he would hypnotize people and they mostly women and they would rap dirty or they would do ridiculous things. But if he asked them to like take their clothes off or like passionately make out with their husband on stage, they wouldn't. Because they didn't want to do those things. Mm-hmm. The other things they wanted to do, they felt uninhibited. And some scientists did studies with hypnotized subjects. And they would tell them um, to... They had some dummies and said, you know, kill these people. And they would stab the dummies because they knew the people weren't real. But if they asked them to do something that like they knew to be wrong and real, they wouldn't do it. So the idea that they're that you're totally controlled and you're a totally controlled automaton is not true. Okay. So if you don't actually want to quit smoking or quit drinking, you probably won't have success if you get hypnotized to do so. But if you're like, listen, I'm ready to love my voice, and then you get hypnotized to love your voice, it's going to work. Okay. So, and they were saying there's no real way to tell whether or not someone will... Um, 
be easily hypnotized. They can't figure out like what the brain marker is. They said in some studies of identical twins, there seems to be a gen- maybe there's a genetic component because if one twin is easily hypnotized, usually the other one is, but they don't really know. They don't really know mm-hmm. how hypnotism works and they don't really know what makes people more susceptible, but um, believing in it and a willingness is part of it. Interesting. So that's what I learned. I'm sh- it's, it, Listen to the science verses because it's much better at explaining that than me. They have, they do a ton of research. And they have music cuts and everything. Yeah. It's very fancy. Yeah. And I is, like it. It's very, it's a very good show. Yeah. I think it's on Popular it's Sciences on Network. Gimlet. No, Gimlet. It's on Gimlet. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I knew someone in high school who was dating this guy who was learning hypnotism. Really? Yes. And I remember because it was at my friend's house that I would always hang out with after school and um, we were all in her room, and um, she's like, yeah, he can hypnotize you if you want. And I was like, okay. And then I just couldn't. Yeah. And he was like, well, you know, you have to be, like, willing and, like, relaxed and, like, trust me to be able to do it. And he's like, like, pretty much, like, my guard was up. Yeah. And I couldn't, like, just let go. So I don't think I can be hypnotized. Yeah, I don't know that I can either. Maybe some things have changed, but also sometimes when <laughs> this is so dumb, but sometimes when I watch movies where there's like a scene where someone's being hypnotized, mm-hmm. I get nervous that like I'm accidentally going to really? become hypnotized. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Like in Get Out. You were I mean that scared me, but I wasn't that worried. Was I was so also good. I ate mushrooms and watched that movie. Really? Yeah. Oh, I was just thinking how... I listened to a podcast called Faculty of Horror, Uh and it's two women who um, watch horror movies and then, like, dissect them and talk about, like, what, you know, the underlying story may be or what they're trying to say. Um, And they did... They covered Get Out. And it it made me just want to watch it again because I was like, yeah, that movie's really fucking good. Maybe I should... uh listen to that but then i don't know if i can watch that movie again because it fuck it's scary it's creeped me out yeah i don't like body snatcher shit Ooh, that movie return of the body snatcher yeah so it's called uh-huh that one was good too yeah it was good with a a very young jeff goldblum which ladies like i love jeff goldblum i'm fine with him i don't have sexual feelings towards Ooh, him he is hotty totty really I, yeah I, uh, total aside, but we don't have a lot to say about hypnotism, so we can I mean, there. it's it's cool. You it's know, fine. I feel like, like you said at the top, it works. It works if you want it to, whatever. Um, total aside, when I was at Knott's Berry Farm with uh, Jessica, we had a fun time pointing out men and being like, would you? Yeah. I would. Would you? And so, like, at one point, I... <laughs> Because, unfortunately, I don't have the same taste in men as any of my friends. And that's kind of key for a female friendship is, like, we're not competing. Right. Like, we're going for differing demographics, you know? Um, But I pointed out this, like, real... It was a real Guilfoyle. Like, it was an attractive Guilfoyle. Uh Uh-huh. He was better looking than Martin Starr, but it was a Guilfoyle situation. And I was like, see that one over there? I would destroy that like more than once. And she just looks at me and she's just like, oh, <laughs> you would, wouldn't you? <laughs> yeah, I fucking would. Oh, that's hilarious. Uh, 
I love it. Yeah, but yeah, so every yeah. women, women, whatever it is they see in Jeff Goldblum, I don't, uh-huh. it doesn't do it for me. Yeah, I think on my Insta stories, one time I put up like Jeff Goldblum versus Bruce Willis. Uh-huh. And one of my friends wrote me a message and was like, ew, like why? <laughs> like neither of them. <laughs> I don't like when people come at you that hard. <laughs> Like, listen, I have met someone through Instagram who gets hot and bothered for Bernie Sanders, and I'm happy for her. That's so weird. When I see him on TV, I say, oh, there's, there's your boy. There's your boyfriend. He's on the TV. I mean, his ideals are hot, but he's just like a little old grandpa. But she also really likes Larry David, which I oh, can see. So like, she, yeah, I don't she, like that. She has a type. Everyone has a type. Everyone has a type. Um, so, yeah. Yeah. Um, Do you think you could be hypnotized to have a certain type? I'm wondering. I think that I got programmed to, like, weird, nebbishy Jew types because I went through puberty uh-huh. at a largely Jewish community. So all the little boys I had crushes on were, like, curly-haired fucking huh. future See, bankers. I think about this because when I was growing up in New Mexico, I was attracted to... Men, boys of the brown persuasion. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Mexicans. Yeah. And even when I first moved to Phoenix, I was like, yeah, like I'm Mexican. I'm going to find myself another Mexican. You were a Cholita. And then in high school, I dated some Bosnian people. Oh. Um, and then I was really into tall white guys with big noses for a long time. I was like, give me some Adrian Brody's. Oh. And my husband is like half Mexican, half Native American and doesn't look like anyone I've ever dated. Um, But I was, something just happened. My loins, they were calling. Well, you got that Native fever. I mean, I have always been very interested in Native American culture. That is true. So who's to say when or where or why? But yeah, I don't know if you could get hypnotized to have a different type. I would like to get hypnotized to be attracted to men who are nice to me, which <laughs> is something I've been working on, and I think I'm doing good at it. Uh-huh. Yeah, I think so. I mean, I, I struggled for a long time. There's uh, been a lot of improvement in that department. Yeah, there has been. I'm dating someone who's nice to me. Yeah. But um, here's a horror movie plot. Someone you don't like, he's a creep. You work with him. He's a creep. He's always following you around. And you're like, what the fuck? I hate this guy. I wish he'd just go away. And then one day he kidnaps you and hypnotizes you to love him. Um, And then you're trapped. But that's the thing with all those movies where women are witches and they do like a love spell situation. Yeah. Like men do it like boxing Helena style where they kidnap you and they physically hold you yes. hostage. Women do it where they psychologically hold you hostage via spell. Mm-hmm. So I think if someone were to hypnotize you into loving them, I'm not, I don't want to be biased. I feel like it would be a woman. Well, I'm saying let's flip the script. Oh, I see. I see. So we'll rewrite it. Yeah. Okay. It's a man. It's a man. He's creepy. He's, he's lurking all the time. Yeah. It's like um, that movie with uh, Mia. Oh, fuck. No, never mind. The heart, the monkey's heart with Christian Slater. And uh, 
I don't know any of the words that you're using. <laughs> I just don't know. I wish I had my phone with me. I would look it up, but I'm hands. I'm a uh, tech free tonight. Oh, you are. Meanwhile, I'm checking my Twitter. Are you? I'm what Matt, are you doing? Matt Farley of Motern Media Come just texted on. me that he likes the re- most recent episode of Decency with DeLorean. Come on. It's not <coughs> unprofessional. It's not. I know. I am unprofessional. It's not <laughs> often that you have someone that you're, you idolize that compliments you. I'm sorry. <laughs> Shoot. I also don't have a what lot. What am I? Chopped liver? No, you're everything I'm carrying the damn show. You are everything to me. Um, I'm just blabbering about Christian Slater and Monkey Heart. Well, if I was fully paying attention, I still would have no idea what you're talking about. <laughs> it's a movie. It's a good movie. But he, in the beginning, he seems creepy. He's like seems like a little creepy guy that works at the restaurant with a. Does he end up being a creepy guy? No, he's just quiet into himself because he has a fucking monkey heart, and and he's dying because his heart's not strong enough. For his love. What's this movie called? <laughs> I don't remember. Okay, well, thank God I have a phone because <laughs> you're acting like it's the worst thing in the world that I have my phone out and now I can get to the bottom of this fucking situation because you, uh, I'm saving your life right now. First, it was the... Um, you really are. You really are. First, it was the uh, humidifier and now it's this Christian <laughs> Slater... Um, Baboon heart. Put Christian Slater baboon heart. I, I guarantee you it'll pop up. I'm sure there's someone listening that's just screaming the name they're of the They're screaming, movie. but like, or they're not going, radio. The Untamed heart. I was going to, okay, honest to God, I was going to say Untamed heart, but I didn't want to be wrong. Who's the, who's the woman in it? Um, hold on, let me scroll down. Marissa Tomei. Marissa Tomei. Okay, let's read the description of this. A waitress hardly notices a shy busboy who secretly loves her until one night she's attacked and he comes to her rescue. From there, a relationship sparks, but one secret could mean disaster for these faded lovers. You know what the secret is? He has a baboon heart. I can't wait to watch this. It's really, it's good for, I feel like it's like one of those classic love movies back in the day. Is Christian Slater believable as a romantic lead? It, at that time, he was. Not anymore. Yeah. But at that time. I think it's because, like, I came into Slaterdom too late, so I, like, didn't know. He's just kind of weird because he has that, like, heavy widow's peak. And then the way he talks, he's just like, yeah, man. Yeah, man. Pump up the volume. I have a baboon heart. I have a baboon heart. <laughs> so maybe he wasn't creepy in the movie. I think he was just more quiet. Yeah. But- in my movie, the guy, he'd be kind of stalkerish. Yeah. <laughs> what the fuck are we even talking about? I'm not really sure. Okay. I well, mean, I, like, I'm going to be honest with you. My brain's kind of broken right now. I know. Um, I know. Shu it's got, been a hard week. Yeah. Shu and I talked about some stuff off mic that we're not going to talk about on the show yet. Um, but I'm like a little bit emotionally um, drained and... Uh, Little, what are you going to do? You know, what are you gonna do? it's what like, you gonna I do? wish someone could hypnotize me to make me feel better, but yeah, I mean, I wanted to try to do on air hypnot- yeah. hypnotism. I didn't uh, get a chance to YouTube any how to videos or anything. So 
Well, I mean, maybe we'll go to the fair next year and get hypnotized because I had a friend get hypnotized at the fair. Oh, yes. I did watch that show one time. Yeah. Because they have people go on stage and then he hypnotizes them. He's like, dance like you're listening to funky music. And everyone's like, ooh. Ooh, down. yeah. Pog like a chicken. It's just like cheesy like that. Uh, I'm sorry, <laughs> sorry Shu. I didn't mean to burp on Mike. You know, what can you do? What can you do? You can't really do anything. Um, like, it's like you're just, you're in too deep in this project with me. And I had a grandpa who would just burp loudly at any time he felt the need. He would never cover his mouth or say, excuse me. He would just burp, like belches, like, uh. like really. And... It used to really aggravate me. And, of course, now I miss it because he has passed. Yeah. And I miss those burps. But more than that, I find myself just randomly belching really loud. And the only thing that makes us different is that when I burp, I say, what? (laughs) (laughs) And my husband finds it endearing because I go, what? (laughs) And he'll just look at me and go, what? I pictured that you um, were saying what afterwards where you would go like, what? No, I make the burp sound like what? Oh. Like as I'm burping, I go, what? Um, wow. And uh, yeah, my point being just like, we're all, we're all just going to be belchers one day. Well, that's old men in particular. They just fucking burp and tear ass and they don't give a fuck. Um, yeah. And I'm a lot like that. Like I work at a dive bar and it's loud and it smells like beer. So, like, I don't hold farts in. I just walk around <laughs> ripping and tearing. <laughs> I sent my friend a text the other day. Uh, I sent Scott McNulty a text saying, you ever hear the one about the bartender that wouldn't stop farting? Never mind. It really stinks. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Because, <laughs> like, I just, I have, like, no fucks to give. Uh-huh. If I'm, like, hanging out. If I'm spending time around a gentleman that I find attractive, I'll excuse myself to the restroom to break wind because I'm that fucking old fashioned. But yeah, same. If I'm not trying to, uh, you know, mm-hmm. get the pipes cleaned, like whatever, ripping and tearing. Yeah. Shredding. Every once in a while, one will escape me and it's just like, boop, like really boop. faint. Yeah. And then I'm like, oh, no. My husband knows I fart. And he just laughs at me. Yeah, because he doesn't care. You're cute. And you're all, what? (laughs) What? (laughs) (laughs) Good stuff. stuff. Quality. Quality Um, material. So hypnotism. Final, our final say on hypnotism. Try it. Email Try it us. Out. Have you tried it? Email us at simonechepodcast at gmail.com. Yeah, actually, if you've, like, used it to quit smoking or whatever, like, let me know. Um, shoot us an email because that'd be interesting. Leave a voicemail at 646-778-7743. Um, yeah. Yeah, what, that's what cool. Also, I thought I had seen a movie that was, like, this woman's hypnotized and then she kills somebody. Mm-hmm. Because she's under hypnosis, that was proven wrong. Because apparently, people have tried to use that defense. Have they? Yes. Okay. And actually, the movie I was thinking of is with Rooney Mara, I believe, Shanning Tatum, and 
Catherine Zeta-Jones. Uh-huh. And what actually happens, spoilers, um, is that Rooney Mara fakes taking medicine that her therapist, Catherine Zeta-Jones, prescribed to her. Mm-hmm. And the side effects make her go into, like, a weird mental state and she stabs her husband Shanning Tatum Mm -hmm. but really she wasn't taking the medicine she just knew that that was like a proven side effect she just murdered him because she wanted to be alone and her and Catherine Zeta-Jones were having an affair and so she was like you prescribed these to me you helped me with the whole thing and she ends up like fucking everyone over in the end Um, just get a divorce (laughs) I just, when people, you hear all these true crime stories where they're like, he didn't want to lose his four houses to in a divorce. Yes. It's like, dude, just get a divorce. Like, oh, just get a fucking like, divorce. Just let, oof. if you want your freedom, just let them take half your shit. Who gives a fuck? You'll right. get more shit or you'll live with less shit. You know what you don't need to ever do is kill someone. You just yeah. don't. You just go to court. Here's your fucking shit. Man, now I have less shit. And you move on with your life because yeah. that's you can't make decisions or changes in your life without any consequences. So do you want to be single? Okay. In order to do that, you need to accept the consequences of going through a divorce and now you have less money. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Do you want to be thin? You have to be hungry. Like <laughs> that's there's nothing you can do in life. Yeah. Like do you want to change your career? You're going to have to fucking like probably take a huge pay cut and feel insecure and nervous and stressed out while you get a hold of the new thing. Like I just, just get a fucking divorce. It's fine. You have less shit. Yeah. I don't know why I'm so passionate about that. Well, it's like that guy who just, that white guy, he killed his pregnant wife and two kids. And it, it was because he was like in debt and had a mistress. And is claiming the baby wasn't his, but I think he's just full of shit. But it's like, get a fucking divorce. Just get a fucking divorce. You know what? Here's, here's a tip to men. Pro tip to men. Get a vasectomy. They are very, very inexpensive. If your Do insurance it. doesn't cover it, it's only like $900 out of pocket. That is a very good investment and in not having to pay child support and deal with baby mama drama. You want to cheat on your wife? Preferably use condoms. That's smart. It's respectful. You're not spreading STDs. But also get a vasectomy. If you don't want children, if you want to fucking fuck bitches and you don't want to deal with children, get a vasectomy, wear condoms. It's not that complicated. Like you want to feel that sweet, sweet, raw puss? We all do. Get a vasectomy. Get a vasectomy. I'm still paying off getting my tubes tied. But I made an investment. I had to make a sacrifice in order to feel that sweet, sweet daddy dick on my sugar walls. <laughs> I'm going to start calling them sugar walls. That's that song. What song? It's from the 80s. People were in cocaine. They wrote a song called Sugar Walls. Oh, really? It's about the puss. How did it go? Do you remember? Oh, hold on. Sugar walls. Is it like sugar walls, sugar walls? <laughs> did you ever listen to that song? Uh, I want my, it's like Swisher Sweet. Oh, and then they have a dirty one that's like about fucking. It's Sheena Easton who wrote, who was My Baby Takes the Morning Train. Oh, I do like that song. Hold on. 
just really want her to say sugar walls. Yeah. Huh. Cool. <laughs> Anyways. Um, uh, so, you know, whatever. This is what happens when two people come together and just they're having a hard time. Shu and I are having a, a hard a hard time and uh, we're trying to create fun entertainment. <laughs> It feels good to laugh. Oh, it sure um, does. We hope you have a great hump day. Uh, hopefully you're having a better day than we are. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>